You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti, giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined as always by the Head Hunter, Mike Conti. And Mike, I can't believe it, but Selection Sunday is in just a few days, and 92.9 is going to be all over it. Not only do we have special programming coming up, which I'm excited for you to explain to the people, we'll be airing a lot of the biggest games of the season right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Give us a little preview of what the audience can expect over the next week. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly the year is moving, right? Like I told you right before we started recording, we we just locked in our NFL draft plans a minute ago. So, I mean, the the year is really moving quickly. But uh, starting this Sunday at 6 p.m., we're going to have a two-hour bracket reveal special from Twin Peaks and Kennesaw. And really, really excited that our old buddy Deshaun Tate, who is our expert analyst when it comes to college basketball we we always have him involved in our nba draft coverage we're going to have him as part of our march madness coverage as well uh tate and abe gordon are going to reveal the bracket on sunday and i want to tell you something and i might be a tad bit biased okay but if you if you want to win your office pool i will just say tate would be a really good person to listen to Sunday night. Mm. This guy, I, Chris, I'm telling you, you could text Tate right now and ask him about the starting five at San Diego State <laughs> or who's the, the sixth man at Florida Gulf Coast or who is the head coach of Grand Canyon University and what's his background. And Tate won't even need to look it up. He, he could just send it right to you. This guy is fully immersed in college basketball and he really knows his stuff. And what I love about Tate is he will instantly, he'll be able to tell you, you know, of all the 13 seed versus four seed matchups, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me is Baylor against uh, Radford. And here's why. (laughs) And, And usually he hits, usually he really hits on that. So I might be biased, but if you want to win your office pool, I, I strongly recommend that show on Sunday night. And then you're right. Um, you know, we're partnering with Westwood One again, and our sister station, WAOK AM, will broadcast the entire tournament, starting with the first four, 
uh, on Tuesday night going all the way through the national championship game. When we have a Hawks game on or an Atlanta United game on, uh, the NCAA will move to WAOK. Uh, the first two days of the tournament, we don't broadcast the afternoon games because we know you all want to hear Dukes and Bell. So what we're really hoping for, Chris, is that we get Kennesaw State playing Thursday yeah. night. We yeah. want Kennesaw State playing Thursday night. If they play Thursday night, you're going to hear that on 92.9 the game. If they play any other time, you'll hear them on WAOK. But that's actually that's kind of an interesting element that we haven't had the last couple years with our NCAA tournament coverage. We kind of had it two years ago with Georgia Tech, but uh, getting a local team in the tournament, that's a huge bonus for us. Hoot, hoot. Uh, go ahead. Hoot, hoot. Hoot, hoot. Yeah, I thought you said hoo hoo. Hoot, hoot. <laughs> like we had Georgia State one year, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, a couple years with Georgia State, but really, really, I think a, a fun story. With Kennesaw, uh, it gives us a chance to put the spotlight on them, which I'm really excited about. There's a lot of Kennesaw State alumni, obviously, living in Metro Atlanta. Many, many parents of Kennesaw State students who listen to us. Probably some Kennesaw State students themselves who listen to us. So, really neat opportunity for us to put the spotlight on them. But it's a fun couple weeks. We always enjoy carrying the tournament and... uh, Carl and Mike are going to the Final Four this year. They'll be on Radio Row uh, out at the Final Four on Thursday and Friday. Just uh, part of what we do here at Sports Radio 92.9, the game is uh, try to take you to the biggest events and and give you the best content from those events. Yeah, Coach Abdurrahim uh, was actually on our national sister station yesterday, uh, CBS Sports Radio, on okay. with Damon Amendolara in the mornings and Great job promoting KSU and the program there. Now, let me ask you this. As a fan, has your interest waned at all the last couple of years now that you're more rooting for the jersey than ever because the players are a lot harder to distinguish with one and done and portal and all that kind of stuff? So, Chris, imagine living life where you don't celebrate a major holiday. Um, You know, uh, my family doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. My family doesn't celebrate Halloween or my, my family doesn't celebrate the 4th of July. Imagine living life where all your friends, all your coworkers, everyone around you gets to celebrate and enjoy a holiday and your family doesn't. That's kind of what it's like being a Penn State alum in March. <laughs> Penn State never goes to the NCAA tournament ever. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't spell Nittany without NIT. I mean, we're one of the great, great NIT programs of all time at Penn State. Two-time NIT champion in the last uh, 15 years, Penn State and Indy Lions. So, fine on State. But actually, actually, Chris, Penn State has a pretty good chance at making the tournament. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say. Pretty good chance. So, uh, probably need to win one game of the Big Ten tournament. And uh, if they do, I think we're going to be in. But... It's always been kind of weird for me because, like I said, my, there's so many reasons to love March Madness, whether it be the, the Cinderella stories, the the way that the, the drama is presented on television. You tend to have a lot of good games. Some of them come right down to the buzzer. So from a sports fan, a sports fan's point of view, it's a really, really fun event. It's also kind of the 
the signal that the calendar is changing from winter to spring, which I really like. It's kind of like a milepost of the year. I love the NCAA tournament, and yet only three times in my lifetime, I think three times, four times in my lifetime, excuse me, and I'm 41 years old, have I been able to watch my alma mater in the NCAA tournament. Wow. And it, it's it's a bummer. It, it, it's a bummer. Now, when I was in college, Penn State made a freak run to the Sweet 16. They beat North Carolina. Um, like, that was magical. That, that was a lot of fun. The, the ironic thing is, the year the tournament got canceled because of COVID, Penn State was so good, they probably would have been a top four seed and a lot of um, a lot of pundits were saying they were, you know, a good contender for the Final Four, and then COVID happened, and now we'll never know. But um, you know, as far as rooting for the jersey as opposed to, um, you know, something else because the players are changing every year, I barely have that opportunity, you know. Yeah. But how sweet would it be? I mean, again, just this is me being a Penn Stater. How sweet would it be? You win the Rose Bowl. And three months later, you go to the NCAA tournament. That that would be a pretty good start to the year as far as I'm concerned. You might need to start planning another vacation to the Final Four. <laughs> Where is it? Houston? <laughs> yeah. no, Plus, Atlanta United plays the, the weekend of the, the Final Four and the Hawks as well. So uh, I, I think I'm good. Maybe if uh, – I don't know where the regionals are this year. Maybe if um, – they were somewhere within driving distance. I tried to sneak over. You will not be taking your talents to the great state of Texas. That's no, all. Mike and Carl can do that for me, not me. Perfect. All right, Mike. So I don't remember a singular story, or actually, let's say it's shared, because I think Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson have eaten up 90% of the trade or deadline or whatever, franchise tag day in the NFL and coming up on – uh, free agency in a couple in like a week from now, there are two guys that have basically dominated the headlines. And Lamar Jackson here in Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. yesterday was quite a day because first the rumors came out that he had spoken with the Falcons during the scouting combine and that there were you know progressing talks in terms of a potential deal. And then that was later squashed by ESPN's Diana Rossini. And then eventually the Falcons even took the step of putting reporting on their own website saying that they are out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. So, Mike, as a brand manager, it's got to be both fun, but a little just a little, just just, you know, maybe your eyebrows raise a little bit because, you know, you got to make sure that everyone sticks to the plan here and doesn't go too far no. line one way or the other. No, 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 no. I, okay. I, I trust our, I trust our people. Okay. Uh, I, I totally trust our people. I mean, when, when the Diana Rossini tweet came out yesterday about the Falcons not being engaged with Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, that was confirmation of something I heard over the weekend and something Bo Morgan had been hearing earlier in the day. Um, so when that tweet came out, I was like, great. We have, we have a great topic now the rest of the day. Let's make sure our listeners know how we feel about it. Right. Our listeners are turning us on right now. They want to know how Carl and Mike feel about this. Let's make sure that we don't do a disservice to our listeners. Let's take the rundown and throw it out, okay? And let's make sure 
that when our listeners turn us on, they're going to hear us talking about Lamar Jackson. And I thought Carl and Mike and Bo and Garrett did a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. You hosted Tuesday night. I did. I'm going to guess the majority of your show was focused on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, a lot of it, yes. You take a lot of calls? Took a ton of calls. And and what was the sentiment of the callers? Because I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't get to hear much of your show. Obviously, I heard a lot of Dukes and Bell. Um, to me, it felt like what I heard was evenly split. I don't know if, if that reflected your uh, show. No, actually. I would say it was 90-10 relief that really? the Falcons were out on Lamar Jackson. And even if somewhere down the road that door swung back open, they said, yeah. you know what? This because this was my this is my opinion on it as well, is that the Falcons took the last few seasons to get to where they are right now. And right. if you're gonna take all of that capital and sink it back into one asset, you there's a chance if he gets injured again or the team doesn't produce because you can't fill the holes around him because you're sinking so much of your cap into one guy that you're going to either stay right where you are or backslide. And the fans don't want to even take that chance. Well, and, and you know, this is interesting because I think this is where the host can really frame the conversation and can have such an influence on, on the way the listener feels. I think, I know at least Mike, I don't know about Carl, but I know Mike, was a major proponent of bringing in Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, he's made that very clear over the last couple of weeks, and he made it very clear again yesterday. I think Carl, I don't know. It, Carl uh, Carl takes a much more objective viewpoint, I think, at times than Mike. But it's interesting, a lot of the callers to Dukes and Bell yesterday were upset at the news and hoping that it wasn't true. I think your stance on Lamar Jackson, which you just kind of amplified, has been that there's too much danger for the Falcons to do it. 90% of your callers reflected your opinion. Coincidence, maybe? Maybe. But I, I, I think that, that just demonstrates influential, you know, a host can be in kind of acting uh, – how a listener feels and, and how the interaction goes. Uh, and, and by the way, you know, when we screen calls here, we don't ever eject a caller because they disagree with something we're saying. In fact, we welcome the, no, we want that. That's, from that's so, great. Yeah. Want that. Other parts of the country who will screen out callers who disagree with him. I, I, I think that's boring. I, I don't want to hear four hours of agreement. I want to hear a debate. But anyhow, you know, a storyline like that, Chris, is a gift for us as a radio station. We are the, um, I mean, clearly the go-to radio station in this market for NFL talk and Falcons mm -hmm. talk. And the Falcons suddenly are a very hot topic because of all of this. And you know who's probably very, very grateful that uh, the Lamar Jackson news came out yesterday? Who's that? The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> because, because for a couple days now we don't have to ah you know the hawks ah you know rabble rabble uh and i think we've been very fair towards the hawks i thought that you know we talked about the tony wrestler interview the other day i thought that went really well but look i mean the hawks right now one and three under the new coach 
but we aren't really talking about it this morning. Lost nine straight. How do you lose nine straight games, including the playoffs, to the Miami Heat? That's a well. That's a tough uh, nugget right there. Well, when one team, well, I I I don't want to go too far down that road. What was interesting about Monday night, actually, Chris, it it was like the complete opposite of the way that Hawks Heat games have played out over the last year or two, Mm. because it's been the Heat just suffocating the Hawks defensively. That wasn't really the case. They got into a shootout Monday night. But anyhow, um, I, I I think the Lamar Jackson story and what's to come with free agency as, as we kind of pivot towards the draft, it's been good because it's helped to break up, I think, kind of this barrage of of Hawks talk. And, and not all of it has been positive. Um, th- this gives us another really, really compelling topic to talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, and the other news of the day, uh, the Falcons are probably going to be looking for a new right tackle as well. So that's another angle that we could pursue on the radio station, you know, once the Lamar Jackson talk sort of, you know, everything we've talked about on the podcast, everything kind of crescendos and then everything comes back down. But that was an interesting piece of news that came down yesterday that kind of got lost. You talk about stories that are you know, Honestly, pushed behind that, as well. That yeah. would be a huge story on its own. Right. Right there. It'd be an enormous story on its own. Uh, Caleb McGarry is someone you traded back into the first round of the draft to get. And, um, you know, now now essentially you've, you, you've paved the way for him to depart. You haven't necessarily made the decision he's not coming back, but uh, you've made it a lot easier for that to happen. So that's a huge storyline, too. This is going to be, honestly, Chris, if the Falcons had gone all in on Lamar Jackson and, you know, given him an offer sheet that was not matched and and paid him accordingly and then gave up two first-round draft picks, this wouldn't really be that interesting of a Falcons offseason because that would essentially be it. Yeah. That would be the move. I would rather have four medium to large moves that we can talk about as opposed to one super big move and nothing else. And I think the Falcons are in position where they're going to make three or four or five medium slash large moves um, that are going to significantly reshape this roster and reshape this team's hopefully fortune going into 2023. And I can't wait for us to be able to tell that story. Yeah, I mean, a guy that comes to mind right away is a guy like Leonard Floyd. I had Michael Duarte on with me from NBCLA, covers the Rams, said from watching him play, went to every home game last year, would be a great fit for the Falcons. That's not a guy you're going to be able to afford if you sign Lamar Jackson. That's the problem. You want a guy uh, like from the Eagles, their big defensive stud, you want – or not Chris Jones, Frank Clark from the Chiefs, those guys are going to cost you $20 million a year. You can't have Lamar Jackson and those guys. That's the problem. So I think yesterday's topic du jour was a really fun one because we got to break down all those elements. All right, Mike. I almost don't even want to talk about this final topic because I'm so sick of it. But when the greatest quarterback and maybe the greatest professional athlete continues to make headlines – it's just part of the job. We got to talk about it. So Rich Eisen apparently uh, put on his uh, sleuthing cap at the combine mm-hmm. and was talking to some people in the know and uh, got some—I uh, wouldn't say a scoop, but certainly was digging around about the future of one. 
Thomas Edward Brady. And if the Dolphins cannot somehow, if they get uh, somehow, some way, um, a you know a, a doctor's report, a piece of information from a medical evaluation of Tua that he may not be ready to go, and suddenly there's Tom Brady sitting in Florida, where his family is located, and where he can easily locate himself. Yeah, I mean. He retired, didn't he? I mean, it's like, I know he unretired once before, but we're starting this merry-go-round again. It's been, what, a well, month, two months? Well, what did we talk about on, on the last edition of uh, the show, Off the Air? We talked about how I believe Tom Brady is never going to make it into a broadcast booth. You did say that. And you know who else? you know who else has said that? In the last 24 hours, and I'm pretty sure he's not watching or listening to us. Uh, Colin Cowherd, I Colin believe. Colin Cowherd so. said that, yes. too. You know, and I've, I'm almost positive we don't have the same sources. Uh, mine, I, I don't have any source on this. It's just a theory. I, I don't think Brady's going to make it into a broadcast booth. Look, the Rich Eisen thing, we're playing a little bit of the boy who cried wolf here. Mm. I mean, Tom Brady has already cried wolf, wants with retirement. So... That's going to open the door to crazy theories like this. I don't, I don't see it. Me either. I, I, I don't see. It. And you, maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. I just don't see Tom Brady playing in the AFC East. I, I mean, like, so Rich I the the basis of Rich Eisen's theory is that well, the Dolphins are in the same state in which Tom Brady lives. Therefore, it would be easy for him to play for the – I mean, yeah, from a geographical standpoint, do you really, really think Tom Brady is going to want to play in the AFC East against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots twice a year? I don't see that. I, I just – I mean, stranger things have happened. Brett Favre played for the Vikings. Sure. Stranger things have happened. I just don't see it. I don't think it's realistic. Let's remember, too, Tom Brady's how old? 43? No, a 45 going on 46, I think. 45 going on 46? I mean, it still looks great. Yeah, well, some might say a little too thin. Maybe. Yeah. Me and you could only dream of being. Maybe. I mean, I wish I had that problem. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, Kevin Durant's too thin. Yeah, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't see it. I, I just, I, I absolutely believe that he is not going to get into the broadcast booth, but I don't see him returning to play. I, I would just be totally shocked. He's got enough things going on in his life where he doesn't need football, in my opinion. He, I've never seen an athlete so great at what they do, but so unable to detach from that specific thing. Like Michael Jordan, you could tell after he retired from ball, you know, it was kind of, it was done. You know, yeah. it, it was done. Tom Brady is having some kind of separation anxiety from football. Because well, he, did you see his tweet, by the way, yesterday? Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I would come back, but I just got my daughter a two-month-old kitten, so that's kind of taking up my time right now. I think that may have been a joke. Um, of course, but I it's... Mean, but, but the thing is, Jordan had golf. Right. Jordan had golf. He had this beautiful estate in Florida, um, baseball, and, you know, well, 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, depending on who you read and who you believe, maybe other interests too for Michael Jordan. Sure. Um, Las Vegas and Atlantic City and everything like that. So um, Jordan had things to occupy his time. I just, again, I feel like Brady has enough to occupy his time where he does not need football or broadcasting in his life. Yeah. The only, the only thing Mike that's keeping me a little attached to this rumor is the story that came out about him meeting with the owner and the whole Brian Flores lawsuit. So there was an alleged connection to the team before. So you can draw the strings there, but Outside of that, I agree with you. If there wasn't that little nugget hanging in the corner that we all put a pin in, I would say, eh, fooey, just move on. But because of that little microscopic connection still hanging off in the distance, I think there, I wouldn't say 100% no, I would leave a 10% chance that he could maybe wind up back there. But outside of that, I agree with you 100%. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Look, one of us is going to be right. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Skip. I, hey, Skip. Now, Skip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I, I, it will be a fascinating offseason storyline, but what we know is he's not going to be an Atlanta Falcon. We have enough to concentrate on here in Atlanta. Let, let the Dolphins and their fans fantasize about Tom Brady. Well, you're right about that. And with that, we will continue to fantasize about the possibility of Lamar Jackson and the like. And uh, I think maybe- it's over. I think it's over, man. I mean, I my I, I had a, a two different people who I really trust told me over the weekend. My sauces, your sauces, that um, it, it it's not happening. There was never any interest, and they told me too the Deshaun Watson thing last year was way overblown. Wow. I- I've seen a lot of people say, well, this doesn't make sense. Why would they be all in on Watson and not all in on Lamar Jackson? From what I have been told by people I trust, the Falcons were not nearly as all in on Deshaun Watson as it was presented. That's a nice little scoop you just threw in there to end the podcast. Take it for what it's worth. How about that? All right. Well, the Falcons sticking to their goal. I like that, though. I like that from GM Terry Fontenot. They have a plan, and they're sticking to it. I think that's great. They need to do that. And and, that, and to, to bring things full circle, Mike, that's my point about all of this. This ha- We have been building towards this spot for the Falcons with their cap space and their draft picks to finally fix the defense, fix yep. the offensive line, and get everything in place. Yep. I'm going to go buy my number four jersey, so we got to run. <laughs> That'll do it for this edition <laughs> of the Off-Air Podcast. Follow Mike Conti at Mike MikeConti929. I'm at C. Thomas Radio. Talk to you guys soon.